Spell. My name is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast, where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So this episode, it's going to spread and get right into it because it's going to be a chock full episode of news. We are going to really fully recap our offense so we can move over to the defense next week and really recapping the 2018 season and moving ahead to the 2019 offseason. But I think we should just get right into some news as these last couple days have been, you know, so many breaking news from players being cut to some players, star players like Antonio Brown asking for a trade. The Saints signed some, re-signed some free agents, and then also the Saints officially hired their special teams coordinator. So I think we should just get right into it, and we're going to start off with the Saints signing four exclusive rights free agents, Justin Hardy, um, Cameron Tom, Zach Wood, and Vince Beagle. To me, these are all really good signings. They're all one year, six thousand, um, about six hundred thousand um, thousand dollars per contract. One year, six hundred thousand, almost six fifty. Um, it's it's going to be exact. It's exactly six forty six k that these players are going to make. And when looking at it, um, obviously it's great signing to resign Justin Hardy, the special teams ace. Really should have made the Pro Bowl to me. He's just such a great um, – he, he's been great on special teams last couple of years, not just last year. How he's able to really stabilize when we're punting. He it makes every tackle almost. It's, it's amazing how he can do that. It's like every other tackle, it's Justin Hardy. And um, he's been – he really doesn't miss tackles. And to me, he's really progressing in the secondary as a cornerback as well. He had a pick that he almost returned at 4-6 um, the one time he was pushed into service when he played against the Redskins. To me – in the future, I think he could be that type of player where you can plug him in, and it's like a depth player, and he's just a really good special team. Special team base, as I said before, he, to me, just, he sometimes he steals possessions away because, look, when you have Thomas Morstead and Justin Hardy, you're pinning guys left and right, and it's going to be hard. It's really good for our defense, hard for other offenses to start inside the 10 always, and that's what Justin Hardy was able to do. When looking at Cameron Tom, to me, another solid depth signing at the offensive line position he's going to come and he's kind of that um next guy up it seems that's going to start from like that's looking at center and guard he has a lot of great talents and he's up and coming and look he's not going to start next this year he's not going to start next year but in two years when max unger finally retires i think tom should be able to slot right in there he'll have a couple years you know on the team so he really gets that chemistry with breeze and whoever the qb is in the future and he's able to step right in there. He did have to come in some big games uh, this season, One especially against the Steelers. He came in, and he played really, really good. So to me, you got to give it to Cameron Tom. To me, he's a good depth piece, and he's very good to have, especially at such a low price of around $600,000. When looking at Sackwood, he's your long snapper, solid long snapper. There's not really much to say about him. Besides, look, if you have a bad long snapper, you'll notice. If we don't really notice him, that's good for him and just good for this overall stability. And then also Vince Beagle, the linebacker. To me, this shows that he could be a special teams linebacker and a really good depth linebacker. Maybe he can fill in that Nate Stupar role from a couple of years back. And uh, I think that, you know, the, all these four signings, very solid signings, especially for the special teams. And I think that transitioned us well into our next headline. And that's the Saints officially hired um, special teams coordinator Darren Rizzi, who was formerly coached for the Dolphins. To me, the, the Dolphins last year were seventh in special teams. And it just shows... Darren Rizzi, he's been through three coaching changes with the Dolphins, and he stood every single one. This was the one where they cut ties because he wanted to be um, the head coach, and he said after that, 
I don't really want to be a special teams coordinator to another head coach. So he left on his own and he went to the Saints where I think this is kind of a stepping stone for him. He wants to come in. This is the second best special teams um, unit in the league and he's going to come in and hopefully make it the best. And it's going to show, I think other teams, especially if they go up, Saints have a really good year and the special teams is very good. It's going to show that he can be really a head coach. To me, he's, he's just such a good motivator too. You could see it when he's with the Dolphins. And uh, to me, it's a very solid hire. To me, I think he's even better than Mike Westhoff, and I think we're going to see that. And I wouldn't be surprised if we went from 2-1 to one next year. And I just, I really like Darren Rizzi. Get some nice youth in this coaching staff. And to me, it's just a really good pickup by the Saints. So now we're going to get to some players that were released in the last couple days that I think the Saints could definitely pick up. So the first is going to be Demarius Thomas. And Demarius, he's going to be coming off an Achilles tear, just like does Bryant. Um, he's that veteran type player. He was released on Tuesday. Um, he was owed $14 million by the Texans. Look for a player coming off of Achilles tear. I am not surprised they cut him and they saved a ton of cast space because of that. Demarius Thomas in his prime, obviously a really, really good receiver. I mean, just looking at this year, he wasn't even that bad this year where he had 60 catches, 677 yards and five TDs in only 15 games. Like that's not that bad. That's in wide receiver two numbers there. And I think that's what kind of like the player the Saints need. Um, he's re- usually an outside receiver, but I bet in his older age, he could definitely play in the slot. In 2017, he had 83 catches, you know, almost 1,000 yards. The year before, he did have a 1,000-yard season on 90 catches. So it's definitely there, but the injuries may take him down, and I think that could be an issue for him. I feel like when he was in um, Denver, at least the last couple of years, he really didn't play with the QB. He had his best years with Peyton Manning, bringing him with Drew Brees, I think could definitely be something that the Saints should look at. I think that the Saints will sign one of Des Bryant or Demarius Thomas, and I don't think they're both of them are going to cost a lot of money. I think Demarius could probably come in on a $5 million deal. Same with Des, and I think the Saints will bring them both. They may want to bring in Des because he is a little more familiar, but on um, both players, when they were healthy, they put up very similar stats, and I think that either one, the Saints could definitely pick up. And um, to me, what Demarius does well, that veteran presence, and I think the Saints need that, and I think Des would bring that too. And... That's just what I feel. People are saying it's the second Achilles tear. You know, you know when he's going to come back. To me, you may want to go Des Bryant because he will probably be there from the start of the season when Demarius Thomas probably won't be able to come back until uh, end of September, October. So to me, but then you look at his last Achilles tear. It took him six months, which is not that long. And that would put him on par for ready for the season. Really, It would put him in ready to be like in May or June. So it's actually not that bad for him if it's six months. He had a couple of months onto that maybe he can get ready for the start of the season but i'm thinking around september october maybe he's ready in september but i mean ready for the start of the season but i would be a little surprised by that especially how he's old, much older now you know after his first achilles tear which would happened in his rookie year but to me i think look he's not really that red zone targets so maybe you don't go after him but he's a really good possession receiver and to go opposite michael thomas i think they would complement each other well and especially if you if you can get him for like five million dollars i think it would be a good buy there. And then the second player that I was looking at that was cut on Tuesday as well was Vinny Curry by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He did sign a three-year $23 million deal with the Bucs this past offseason after he was cut by the Eagles. Curry, he only has 5.5 sacks in two years, in the last two years. Before that, he did have nine sacks in 2014 with the Eagles. He did have 42 tackles in 2017 with 10 tackles for loss. But when looking at it, he definitely has lost a step, especially in the stats. When you're looking at it, only five and a half sacks, that's nothing. But I think 
he does have upside that the Saints should look at, especially if you're going not going to get a go after um, Alex Okafor. Let's say you miss out on Alex Okafor. I think he could be a good replacement for Okafor, and I don't think he'll cost a lot of money. I think he's a player that the Saints should look at, and I think they, I think they will at least look at him. Um, he's not the same player that he was back then, it seems, but I think that the Saints, when looking at it, you probably should take a look at him. Him or Okafor, they have very similar stats, both veteran-type players. Um, both can rush up to Cam Jordan, but it, it's it's very, to me, they're very similar players. Okafor is obviously not that name, but I think at this point of their careers, I think they're very similar players, and maybe Okafor is a little younger, so you could pick him up, but then also some team may give him a big contract. We don't really know, but to me, if I'm the Saints, I'd look after both these guys. If you don't get Okafor, I think Vinny Curry can do a really nice job. If Vinny Curry does not want to go back um, and play for the Eagles, because I think he probably will do that. He had a lot of success with the Eagles, and they cut him based on because he made so much money. Now you could, they can bring him on a short-term deal, and he could maybe thrive there, especially because they definitely need pass rush. But to me, I think he's a player that seems should look at. So our next headline, obviously a big headline, not only for the Saints, but the league itself, is that Antonio Brown officially said goodbye to Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and he officially put his request in for a trade. Now, this doesn't mean he's going to get traded, but to me, this shows that he's not playing another game for the Steelers. It's over. So even if you don't want to trade him, he'll sit out the whole year. I think he would probably be on Bell. He is going to be 31 by the time next season begins, but you got to look at A.B. The last six, seven years, he's been the best receiver in the game. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. And I think, look, if the Saints could ever get him, I don't think it's going to be possible. I think you got to pull, at least inquire, maybe even pull the trigger, especially looking at his cap situation. It's not that bad because if he would get traded, Pittsburgh would be on the hook for most of his contract, which to me makes that Pittsburgh is going to want a ton of money. But if you actually look at the situation from the outside, you're going to look at AB. He's at his lowest career value because he's coming off of this weird diva-ish relationship with the Steelers. He just came off of, you know, um, where he got caught for um, going 100, 100 miles an hour in a 45 zone. That's not good. That's not going to look good. He's going to get at least fined, maybe, I don't think suspended, but he'll get fined probably, which, again, that's breaking the law. is never a good thing for a player, a little lower value. And then also, he's forcing a trade. He won't play with the Steelers, or the Steelers definitely have to get him out. It's not good value, and they probably won't get that Hall of Fame value that he deserves. So if I'm the Saints, like I wouldn't, as I said before, I wouldn't want to give up multiple draft picks. But if he can, like, look here, if we can just give up this second rounder for Antonio Brown, and let's say we give this second rounder Andrews Pete, and let's say maybe a third rounder from next year, you got to do it, and you got to seriously look at that. Because you're giving up Andrews Pete, so that's even $9 million out of the way. Um, you give up your second-round pick, which, I mean, if you're getting Antonio Brown with your second-round pick, are you really that mad about that? I wouldn't be, especially if you're looking for a receiver at that point anyways. And then giving up a third-round next year, if we're going all in this year, to me, that shouldn't even matter that much. A third-rounder, to me, could even be recouped later. But to me, I do think that a lot of people are saying, let's stay away from him, stay away from him. Michael Thomas is one of like the two players that have tweeted out that he's in favor with um, AB. He's probably going to be t- calling AB soon to bring him to New Orleans, which I think would be interesting. Um, I definitely think that Michael Thomas, he's going to try to get AB or ch- to even think about New Orleans. Now, obviously, the Saints cannot give the best package here, which is going to be a problem. But if they can somehow, let's say Oakland's not interested because they can obviously give the best um deal they have a ton of first round picks a ton of cap 
and they need a receiver. But let's say Oakland, let's say they don't even want him. Let's say the Niners, something falls out there, and they're really not interested. The Jets, maybe they're not interested. If they need a suitor, and especially if it goes deep into the offseason, watch the Saints to come up and try to get Antonio Brown. His cap situation is not that bad. Now, it may look bad if you go on to, like, um, spot rack and you're looking at the um, looking at the actual values. It's like 25, 23 million, all that stuff. But if you actually look, if the Steelers traded him, you go and look, and the team that trade that he gets traded to is only on the cap, is only on the hook, excuse me, for 12.6 million, then around 11.5 in 2020, and then 2021, 12.5. That's not bad at all. That's really not that bad, especially for a Hall of Fame type player in Antonio Brown. That's not bad. Um, I think, and then the basically the other half of the contract, the Steelers would have in dead money. So it's a really bad situation for the Steelers, but look, we're not the Steelers. We don't really care about them at the end of the day. This is not that much for a Hall of Fame talent, and I still think he can play. And when you're winning, those diva-ish relationships to me, and he's getting paid, won't matter. And he's in a place where he wants to be. I mean, people said Eli Apple was a cancer. Well, what happened? He played great, and he definitely wasn't a cancer this year in New Orleans. Winning solves everything. The Saints, you know, have been winning the last couple of years, and I don't think that will stop in 2019. And then also, he's coming into a relationship playing with one of his buddies and Michael Thomas. It's the best wide receiver duo in the league by far. The Saints would have room for it if it's only $12 million. And if you only have to give up a second rounder, your um, left guard that you probably would cut anyways, and a third rounder the year after, you're saying you wouldn't do that? No, look, I don't know how much is that going to cost. But just looking at it, I think it's definitely a possibility. And if somehow right, that was it, or maybe it's another second rounder. If you're going to have two second rounders and Andrews Pete, I would still think about doing it. I don't know if you want to do it, but if you, the Saints have given up more for less in the past. And... Um, that's just what I feel about the Antonio Brown situation. If you can get him, I think you got to go for it. Now, I don't think the Saints will get him, and it's a very low chance at that because I just think another team could outbid them. And um, they may be interested, but I think that they'll get outbid by someone, which is obviously a conversation for another day if the Saints are interested. But to me, I just don't think the Saints have the ammo to really get him. But it fits up with the cap because the cap wouldn't be that bad. And then his stats are amazing. I mean, you don't even have to go through them. He's been a Hall of Fame player. One of the he's the best wide receiver right now in football for about six, seven years. So him, Michael Thomas, and let's say you added a Des Bryant, who would probably come in on a veteran minimum deal or two, whatever, two to five million dollars. And really, that's not that much money for next year. That would only be. Think about this: if the Saints had Michael Thomas, who's still on that rookie deal, which I don't think the Saints would sign if they got Antonio Brown until at least the next offseason because this cap or maybe you sign him long term but you don't give him a big cap number for this year but let's say you had michael thomas right now around like that one two million dollars what he's making now des bryant for let's say three and a half four million and then antonio brown for 12 million that would be the best trio of wide receivers maybe we've ever seen and it would only cost the saints like 18 million dollars that's amazing so i don't know if the saints will do it i don't expect the saints to do it but i think there's a shot at it it may not be high uh you know, high chance, but I think the Saints do have a shot at it. People are saying the Saints shouldn't go after him. I think they should at least, you know, get a call to Pittsburgh and see what's going on there. Pittsburgh, they're probably desperate. So to me, that's just what I feel there. And then also our final rumor is from the Saints Wire from USA Today. They wrote an article um, that wasn't a rumor, but it was just speculating that the Saints could have interest in Endomic and Sue again this offseason and that they wouldn't be surprised if he ended up with the Saints um, after last year, he came with the Saints with a visit and everything. So to me, 
Sue, again, I would be I think the Saints need a defensive tackle. And I think they need one that rushes the passer. They don't need more of that one tech. They need that three tech. And um I would I really hope McCoy, Gerald McCoy, he gets um cut because I think the Saints should go all, all after him. But let's say Gerald McCoy is not available, they don't cut him. Maybe you do look at Nam Sue. You'll probably have to pay him around eight, nine million, which is again a little pricey, and you probably won't be able to get Sue and like that star receiver. But if he's your star player of the offseason, let's say it's Nam Sue and you're gonna pay him ten million. Um, or eight nine million. I don't think it's that bad of a deal. He didn't do that good last year, but everyone's saying it was because of age. I don't think it was. He only had four and a half sacks, but in the playoffs, he was really really good. And why? Because I think he was just getting used to a new system, and it may take him eight games to get into the new Saint system. Maybe it will. I don't think it will take as much as eight games, but maybe four games. And then by that time, he's let's say halfway through the season. Then he gets really rocking. Then he for the playoffs, he's amazing like he was for the Rams this year. He was great in the playoffs and had his signature moments in the playoffs. But to me, I think Nanamkinsu could definitely be that player, especially when Sheldon Rankins is out, could be very, very vital for the Saints because they may not have David Onyemata, who could get suspended. And when looking at it, let's say you don't really have anyone there, and then and then you have Sue. That's just amazing. And then when they're all back and all healthy, you have a three-headed monster, which I think the Saints would definitely benefit from. So I think that's an area where the Saints could give a big contract. And I think the Saints will give like one to two big contracts this year. And I think one of them could be at the defensive tackle. Maybe they'll give one on offense, one on defense. But I, I think you could probably give two seven to $8 million contracts or one like $12, 13000000 million contract. I think that's what the Saints are up for right now. But uh, that's just how I feel there. So now on to our main topic of this episode. And that's going to be recapping this whole offense as a whole heading into 2019. The last three episodes, we've been going group by group. Wide res- uh, the quarterback, excuse me skill position players, and then also the offensive line. And we're just going to go through it, recap that basically, and just my overall plan for the 2019 offseason, my prediction, and what I would do if I was the Saints. So first, starting at QB, obviously you're keeping Breeze. Um, I would not re-sign Teddy Bridgewater, maybe try to add Breeze. If he wanted to play in 2020, add the extra option just in case he wanted to play. I would um, move Breeze's, excuse me, roster bonus, which would save us around $11 million in cap. Move it on to the next year, add it on to a player option. And if he wants to take it, then give him that $20 million that we owe him, just give it to him. And that's the money he would get, $20 million player option. I think he would probably take that. You want to add $5 million for next year, that's fine. I think that's what the Saints should do. And I think it's good for both parties. Number one, it gives Breeze the opportunity to come back if he wants to come back. He's going to make probably, he'd make $25 million. You're moving that money anyways, and you would have to pay him anyway. So to me, why not give him the option to play? So I think that's what you do there. And I think it just gives Breeze option to play. It gives the Saints, uh, you know, more of cap space this year. And I think it's just a win-win for both sides. You know, he doesn't have to play, but at least the player option's there just in case he does. And I don't think you re-sign Teddy Bridgewater to me. I think some team's going to overpay him, going to give him 90, 80, 80 to $90 million. And I don't think that the Saints will give him that much money. So I think the Saints will probably sign a backup QB, a Chase Daniel, a Luke McCown, a player like that, that they have in the past, a Tom Savage, even though Tom Savage wasn't really a success in New Orleans. Someone that's, you know, a viable backup that can come in in a pinch. I think that's what the Saints do. On the running backs, and literally looking at it, I think the Saints re-sign Ingram. I think they'll, I think Ingram wants to come back. I think the Saints want Ingram. I think they'll get it done very early in the offseason. I'm going to call it two years, $10 million, and... I think that's what it's going to probably be around and maybe even a little less, maybe two years, $8 million. 
and I think that's what the Saints will give him. Maybe they'll give him a three third-year option, and uh, that's just what I feel there. If the Saints don't re-sign Ingram, I would look at Jay Ajahi coming off of the ACL injury. He's not going to cost a lot of money, and he's a really mean runner, and I think he's kind of like that Ingram-type runner, that downhill runner, and I think he could be successful in the Saints system. So that's just what I feel from the running backs. Wide receivers, to me, you're going to get Michael Thomas for sure. If you want to um, re-sign him, or, or extend him, excuse me, you could do that, but leave that cap hit down for this year. We do not need a high cap hit for 2019 here. So you can re-sign him, but re-sign him on the low side for 2019 and then give him those high cap hits in 2020, 2021, and so on. I think the Saints should add one to two wide receivers. I think you add Des Bryant for sure, or a Des Bryant or maybe a Demarius Thomas. You add a player that coming off of an injury is going to be cheap, but a veteran-type player that can help you know, um, help develop Traquan Smith. It could help develop Michael Thomas more and really give that real number two option. Obviously, if AB's available, I think you got to look into that to get that trio. And especially if it, and then you could cut players. I would cut Tengid then, or because because I think AB would really take his role. Maybe you cut a Cameron Meredith, and that really frees up some space there. But um, to me, I think that's what the Saints can do, especially to free up more cap space, and then also you get a star receiver in. Antonio Brown that has some, you know, you're going to have him for three years at a pretty low price, you know, $12 million for a um, Hall of Famer is definitely something I think the Saints should be looking at. But I think um, Antonio Brown, look, I give it to 10, a 10 to 20% chance at happening, maybe even something like 15% chance at happening. That's just what I feel. But more realistically, it's not even like Antonio Brown's unrealistic. I just think that something that's going to happen, a more probable chance that the Saints probably re-sign it, Des Bryant, and um, they're going to probably get someone in the draft. And then you have those two guys, and you're hoping Meredith comes back. And then you have that three-headed monster there. Hopefully one of them hits as your second receiver, and you're good to go there. A tight end, I think this is where the Saints should make their splash, and they should look first to make their splash. And I think they should add Jared Cook. I'm not going to go over the tight ends a lot because I put out a full film study on free agent tight ends. If you haven't checked that out already, go check it out on YouTube. I really went deep into three tight ends, Jared Cook, um, Tyler Eifert, and then also Jesse James. Check those out. Um, to me, I just went really look, broke down the film of those players and just showed which ones I like the most. Um, spoiler alert, I do like Jared Cook the most out of everyone. If the Saints can get him for 7 to $8 million, go sign him. He's a really, really good tight end, and I think he would – make the Saints so much better. So to me, if the Saints would make a splash, you try to get Jared Cook. Obviously, it's not as flashy, but he's a really, really good tight end, amazing blocker, a good receiving tight end, and he just had his best year in his career in a bad place at Oakland, so he's just hitting his stride, it seems. So a really, I think it's gonna be a, it would be a really good signing by the Saints, and I think it's a signing. It's a stable signing, and you know what you're going to get out of him. And he's definitely, I know this was his best year, but the last couple of years haven't been far off from that. So I think... He's kind of that Ben Watson in his prime type player. And then when looking at other tight ends, I think Tyler Eifert. So you see, if you like missed out on Jared Cook, maybe you go sign that more star wide receiver and maybe you go onto the defense and have more studs over there. But to me, maybe you go get a Tyler Eifert type player with a high upside or maybe you get a Jesse James who maybe has the tools but just hasn't fully had them yet and he's kind of a more of a questionable player. That's the same with Tyler Eifert because the injury is a little different. But to me, I think both those guys, you'd probably sign them for, you know, four to five million and, you know, you'd be able to get um, a good, 
maybe it's a question mark, but they could be really good. They also could have a little of a down year. They could probably be like the Saints this year. Like it was a problem. The tight ends this year, we had no production of the tight ends. Add a couple of tight ends, and maybe that will you know subside. Maybe you add players to the draft. So I think that's probably what you do from the tight ends there. But if I were the Saints, you go after you want to put a splash. Your splash has got to go to Jared Cook or a really good tight end. Maybe Jimmy Graham ends up getting cut, and then maybe you can get Jimmy Graham. But to me, the Saints, I think their biggest issue is at the tight end position, in my opinion. And I think you got to go after that first and try to hit that splash signing. Signing, excuse me, at tight end. And then our final group is the offensive line, and I think the offensive line. You, you got to let go of Andrews Pete. I think it wouldn't be a bad option if you keep him, but then you got to get someone in there, that swing type player. And just in case he fails, that you got to, you know, plug him in with like a Senio Calamente type player. But Andrews Pete over the last few years just isn't cutting him with the injuries. And he really, he's been an average at best. And he's making $9 million, $9.6 million. It's too much. He would be a top five paid guard. He's got to, if you cut him or cut and trade or, or sign and trade, excuse me, and I think that's what the Saints have to do. Get that $9 million out of there. You can get a Roger Staffold, uh, Andy Levitri type player for much less money, $7, $8 million, maybe even $6 million for that Andrew, Andy Levitri type player. And then you can get someone that, or maybe you get a Ben Garland. These type players I think that the Saints can get, and they're just better players for less money. And I think that's what the Saints should do. And then you can use that extra money to sign that swing player, that a tackle and guard. And, you know, it's be really good. Also, I think the Saints should draft a um, tackle. I think in that second round, I think the Saints, especially if they get a tight end in free agency and they get a wide receiver in free agency, I think you go at the best available player at either line. And to me, I think that's what the Saints should do. And that just gives them a lot of depth there. You can never have enough depth at either line. I think that's what the Saints should do. And really everyone else, I think you restructure Taron Armstead, definitely. Maybe even restructure a Larry Walford to get a little more cap. And I think that's the Saints. That would be a wise move by the Saints. So with all that said, I think we're going to move over to our Who Dat Nation fan questions. So this week, we did have a lot of questions, and thank you for everyone that um, asked a question. It's just everyone that's asked a question, I just really appreciate it. Please keep asking questions. If you haven't already, please um, ask them. You could just say, I want these to be answered on the show. I want a more in-depth um, look at it, because obviously in the comments, I can give you a quick answer, but I can't give you the in-depth look that I'm going to give you during our segment. So our first question is from Houdat132343, and he asks, what do you make of the two incidents that the Saints players have had? I think he's referencing um, PJ Williams and David Onyemata. And to me, like, I don't think it means that much. And um, I think people are overlooking it. The Saints last year had some issues with the you know, Mark Ingram with the PEDs. So... I don't really put that much weight into it. People are saying the PJ Williams was because of the NFC Championship game and how that ended. And to me, look, it's no excuse. Same with David Onyemata. I don't think that was because of the NFC Championship. I just think he was being careless. And you just can't be that careless. I don't think it really shows a lot on the team. I don't think it shows about um, Sean, uh, Coach Sean Payton. I don't think it really shows about those guys. David Onyemata, it's a huge mistake. It's a really huge, huge mistake that he made, especially when the Saints may not have Sheldon Rankins coming into the season. To me... You gotta just be, you gotta be better. You know, you, you gotta, you know, you, you gotta keep your profession in mind here. And it's just, it wasn't the best move for him. Obviously, it was not good. It's not gonna be good for the Saints. It's not gonna be good for him. It's just a bad situation. PJ Williams, it's gonna hurt his free agent value. And if the Saints re sign him, then maybe it's better because 
he's going to probably make less money. So that's really his problem, and not much of the Saints' problem. It was a really awful choice on his part because he needs – I mean, look, especially going into a free agent year when he had such a good year, it's very disappointing um, to think about someone who had a lot of potential now is not going to get paid that big contract. He's not going to get – he's going to get probably have to take a one- or two-year deal just because of the incident, and obviously he's had some troubles with you know playing in the years past. This was really only his first really good year. So to me, I just it's for teams, it's too much – of this, you know, he's got a problem off the field and on the field. He's in like the best corner or even close to the best corner. He's a good slot corner. He probably won't be making and he won't be getting that big deal that maybe Patrick Robinson got with that four year, $20 million deal. To me, he's going to get something probably in the one to two year range. And maybe the Saints pounce on that and re sign him. I think that's definitely could be in the cards for the Saints. So our next question was from Houdat941 23, and he asked the odds at signing a star based on our low cap number with a question mark. So obviously he's talking about, do you think we'll be able to sign stars with this cap number, low cap number? And to me, you got to see that this team could definitely sign players based on they can really restructure players' contract. You can save $11 million on Breeze, which I think you definitely go and do that. You can save $6 million on Armstead. You can save $3 million on Cam Jordan. You can save $3 million on Larry Walford. And I think you just do all those moves. Um, I know, yeah, it's probably going to hurt you in, in the year, but if you want to go all in, you can. This team, there was a way that, because um, on SpotRec, you can actually like manage your team roster and cut players and restructure them and stuff like that. So I got the team to $50 million in cap. That was by restructuring the four players, cutting Andrews Pete or letting him go, cutting um, Kurt Coleman, and then that's it. That's really it. Um, could the Saints. Um, cut Cameron Meredith to even add to that? Yeah, but then they'd probably be signing people. But that really puts the Saints at 40 to $50 million in cap. Now, look, they're probably not going to restructure all these guys' contract like that. That probably won't happen. Maybe it will, but to me, you do. let's say you even do the first two guys. Let's say you do, let's say the Saints do these three moves. You cut Andrews Pete, which would save you 9.6. You restructure Brees to save, I think, 10.9. And then you um, restructure Taron Armstead to save you $6 million. You're getting a $25 million savings plus the $10 million you already have, and then you're going to get close to that 35. You're already at 35. And then maybe you cut Kirk, and you, and you cut Kirk Coleman because I think the Saints will definitely do that, and that puts us up at 40. That's only three moves. And I think the Saints should do that. And that probably won't hurt you in the future that much because I gave you the plan for Breeze and Armstead because we have them for three, four more years. You could just spread out that cap number so it's not as much added per year. And I think that's what the Saints should do. I think that's what they will do, and that gives you money to sign the big free agents, and you won't need to, you won't need to like, um, you know, play it on the cheap and get a couple of guys that are not as good. And that's just what I think. Um, this our next question is from Saints fan from NY, and he asks, "Do you think that the Saints should make some big free agent signings like um, Joe McCoy, Landon Collins, Golden Tate?" To me, I think the Saints should definitely look at signing. I told you one to two splash players, and then after that, you fill it up with depth. And to me, that's going all in. That's really doing as much as you could. And I think that's what the Saints will do. I think they'll look to do that. To me, your first, you look at the tight end, as I said, on offense. On the defense, you look at the defensive line. Maybe you go into the secondary, but I, I do not change the um, linebackers. Some people want to cut um, A.J. Klein. I don't cut A.J. Klein. I just leave it as is. I know he's getting paid uh, a decent amount of money, but they had a good season, so don't touch them. They did good enough, and they had a really, really good season, best on the defense. So if you keep those guys... And that's just what I think used to do there. And then when you're looking at 
Um, these signings, I don't think you're going to get Landon Collins. Um, Gerald McCoy, I would get. Like, I, I would be completely down for that. I think the Saints should be down for that if he gets cut. We don't know if that's going to happen yet. And then Golden Tate, I think you could sign a slot receiver if the Saints wanted to go that route for much less in a Cole Beasley or Adam Humphreys. And that um, transitions us well into our next question from Hudat92310. And he asks, um, do you think we pick up a slot receiver like Cole Beasley or Adam Humphreys? And to me, do I think it will happen? Um, I don't know. I think the Saints are probably going to add Des Bryant. I think they may draft a player, and then they're probably going to look on Cam Meredith. I don't think they're going to add a slot. I think they'll keep Cameron Meredith. If they cut Cameron Meredith, I think they'll add a Cole Beasley-type player. It wouldn't surprise me if the Saints get this slot receiver, but I wouldn't. I would keep with Des Bryant. Um, I think the Saints will have enough slot players. And you really, you know, you always can put Michael Thomas in the slot. Excuse me there. I think that's definitely what you can do. And it doesn't, to me, do that much, really, to this team. And... Because, you know, I know Michael Thomas, obviously, he's a better outside player. But you can move him to the slot. You have Des Bryant on the outside. And if you had a Trey Collins Smith, you could do that too. Or Des, uh, Ted Ginn, excuse me. Maybe you get the slot receiver and you don't sign a Tez Bryant. Or maybe you get the slot receiver, you get Des Bryant, and then you draft someone. And then Cameron Meredith, if you have him, that's gravy. That's great. That means we have great depth. And if he gets hurt again, then that's it. So I think maybe you do that. Or maybe you get a, maybe you don't get a Humphreys or Beasley. Maybe you get an even lesser player. But I think that's what the Saints should probably do. And our final question is from Hudat234123. And he asks, Do you think uh do you think we are going to get anyone in the secondary? And to me, people are obviously saying the honey badger, everyone loves the honey badger. Would I be open to getting him to like take over that role that Kurt Coleman was supposed to have? Yeah, obviously. I think maybe the Saints should look at a reunion with Kenny Vaccaro. No one's talking about it, but I believe his last deal was a one year deal with Tennessee and he had a great season. Bring him back to play that Joker role, and I think the Saints could actually really use a type player like that, and he would be big. Terrell uh, Matthew, the Honey Badger, would obviously do the same as I said before, but I wouldn't expect the Saints to sign someone like Amazing because you can get someone that can play that 15 to 20 snaps like Coleman does for like $1 million. and you can still low 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 budget type player. Maybe you get a draft pick you know, maybe in the fourth, maybe you move up in the fourth round and pick a safety. You can really do a lot of things there. Um, I wouldn't expect the Saints to put their splash player on the safety position. Maybe they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I think that's one spot of need. When you're looking at the needs, this is what I think. Defensive tackle in, and tight end. Those are your two biggest. Like, I think you need a defensive tackle and you need a tight end. And, they, and those need to be solidified for sure to be a Super Bowl team. Those players are going to have to be playing well. You go to the outside, and I think the next two is going to be a wide receiver and a safety. And I think that's really it for this team. And then I, I'm just hoping they're resetting room because then you would have a little trouble there running back. But uh, those really, those are four holes, and they're really not that big holes. They're not gaping. The defensive tackle could be a big hole for the first couple of games because you may not have Sheldon Rankins and you may not have Dato and Yamada. Then you would be a big hole. But when you're looking at it, these huge, huge holes to me that you've got to fill, and they're not huge, huge holes, but the biggest ones to the Saints are definitely a tight end. And um, defensive tackle, I wouldn't go um, get a star free agent in the secondary. I would try to get the star def- tight end, and I think he's trying to get the star defensive tackle. So with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you like this podcast and like this episode and haven't followed us on our various platforms and accounts, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis, on Instagram at Who Dat Discussion. You can follow us now on 
on Facebook. Go like our page on there. We just um, made a page, I believe, like a week ago. Um, go like it if you guys are on Facebook. It would be very helpful to get an audience on there as well. And then also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Spotify channel, our Google Play channel, and our iTunes channel at the Houdat Discussion. And please, on all those sites, like, comment, you know, if you guys have something. Also, rate us, review us if you have something good to say. If you need something we need to work on, definitely comment on that too. I'd like to hear all, um, you know, any, any feedback you guys have. It's very, very helpful for me. And really, I think that's really going to do it for this episode. Look, as I said at the beginning of this offseason, I said it's going to be a busy one and it's going to go by quick because, you know, we're almost today. I mean, we're only about two weeks from free agency. Um, not two weeks, more like three weeks, but really three weeks from that time. You first, Then we're going to start hearing about franchise tags, which won't be big for the Saints, but other players maybe the Saints will be looking at. You've got to look at that too. And then free agency, it's going to start, what, March 10th March and then like March 5th is when you can resign your players March 10th is when you can really resign the um players from other teams you could start talking to them and then by mid-March we are full in spring in the um free agency and then will be the draft and then it will be I mean that kind of a little period in that summer those summer doldrums and then it's gonna be mini camp then it's gonna be um training camp and then the preseason then our regular season and then it's there and uh, 2019 season will begin. It comes by quick. I know it feels like a long time. Um, just a little update on the AAF because we did talk about that last week. Um, the Memphis Express, who I think I will now be following, they did lose their first game against the Brigham Iron, 26 to nothing. Looking at that game, I mean, they have real quarterback problems. But if you guys want me to talk about more of the AAF, I will definitely do that. Um, if you guys like that, definitely just comment on it or um, tweet us at the Who That Discussion, as I said before. If you guys like me talking about the AAF and want to talk about it more, definitely I'll put that, like a segment of what's going on in the AAF down, and we can talk about that too. I would definitely be okay with that. I would love to talk about it too. I, I would definitely like to talk about it, but you know, it's a Saints podcast, not a Memphis Express podcast. So, But if you guys like the Memphis Express or you like any other teams or just like the league in general, and you want to hear a podcast about it, I would definitely be down with adding a little segment in there uh, about that. So with all that said, I wanted to say thank you for listening. Prove them right. And who dat?